You're listening to Girls Gone Watch. This is Joy. <laughs> and this is Claire. This is episode 104. And we're and back with Mom Sandy. Mom Sandy's here. Hi. I'm almost in the house. Not quite. I'm in my yeah, house. Almost. It's really not the same. I know. She's Just, in the box on the table. You're. <laughs> we do have your hula guy on our table, which That's all kind of makes yeah, it like you're like here. It's like a Sandy totem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to talk about what that could be in Joy's bedroom door. Oh, door. my Oh, Sandy, man. you do know that I told him though, right? Finally, no, you didn't hear yeah. that story, didn't you? Didn't no. you? So it took me a long time to tell him. By the way, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I, I finally told him. That's really all that. Okay, that's all that matters. Uh, before we get started, you guys, we want you to make sure you know this episode is sponsored by Kalo, the makers of the silicone wedding ring. And if you don't already know that we love these rings, where have you been? Because they're amazing. And Claire, you wore yours to the pool. I this wore mine to the pool, and it was awesome. And I, like I, I told, I said this last week. I actually found my actual wedding yeah. ring, which I was so excited about. But I can't wear it because my hands are so pregnant. Yeah, and. So I've just been wearing my Kayla ring, and I love it. And, and I, people comment on it all the time. Yeah, people always want to know what it is. I wore mine to yoga. Yoga is a huge one for me because there's like no way I can wear this, my regular wing, my wedding ring. Your regular wing. My regular wing. wing. <laughs> yeah, I wore it during. I did the the mud run on Saturday, and I took a. I have a picture of me with my just. I'm covered with mud, and my ring, which is I wore the camel one. It, you can't even, you can sort of see it. You can tell that there's like a ring thing. But yeah. I had all these girls stopping me and they're like, where did you get that? Where did you get that? I'm like, uh, Kalo.com. And <laughs> use the GGW. Um. <laughs> yes. So to get your discount, use the promo code GGW. You get 15% off your order. And that includes their fun tank tops and stuff too. I yeah. love that tank top. Oh, yes. They, it's so yeah, cute. It's a, it's a good tank top. So go to Q-A-L-O.com, Q-A-L-O.com. And a promo code GGW. Thank you, Kalo. So, Sandy, how you yeah. been? We missed you already. So we had so many questions come up after that episode. Everyone's like, I listened to that episode a few times. And I think I, I can feel really good thinking that we may have saved some marriages after that episode. <laughs> and that was episode 101, right? Yeah, yeah. 101. Yeah. So if you missed the first the first. Uh, installment of sandy installment, yeah it was That's episode 101 appearance. go back and listen to episode 101 and it's definitely not a science podcast if some <laughs> by the way some, some of you <laughs> we're not scientists we don't claim to be scientists maybe like some nope. social science maybe social so I, although i will say that after that podcast brandon has started asking everyone he knows whether they think they're an introvert or an extrovert yeah it's like his new favorite thing to talk about as yeah. if he didn't love talking about that before now he like feels like he has yeah. more things to go yeah. off of oh my god yeah. that's so funny you're everyone kind of, yeah you're kind of like always evaluating whether or not you're an introvert or extrovert so the biggest okay, i'll tell you something though that that book i i've now mentioned it i can't tell you how many times to people and it, it really it really is it, the book is quiet if you don't remember and it's so worthwhile reading it's so fascinating really written in such a great way it's it's kind of of for a science book that would be science yeah um it's definitely a page turner which is kind of crazy unusual yeah, yeah. Brandon, brandon read it and he said the, the coolest thing about it was just feeling like he was having he was reading descriptions of things that he had felt his whole life but had never really been able to like identify Me too. yeah yep. and it was so it was one of those things where i was like oh my gosh i'm not the only one like this is a thing yep 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 me too and that was that was the part that was so fantastic i 
I think um, I think I told you guys offline, but I brought it up at my book club, and I'm so shocked at how many people are like, "What? You're not a introvert?" And yeah. it's it's just because I happen to be the hub of a wheel, and when they see me at a party and I'm really relaxed, they're all my friends that I invited to this party. I mean, you know, an introvert can be just as friendly as the next guy as long as as um, you know certain things are met, basically. Right, as long as they know everyone around them. Well, Sandy and, exactly. I, Sandy and I went to a party when she was here, yep. and I remember yep. <laughs> you coming yep. in, and I was, like, just not even worried about you, thinking, like, she's got this. Like, I don't even have any concern about her walking into a social social situation. And, Sandy, what did you say of how you have to kind of get the lay of the land? Oh, it's hilarious. I mean, that's the thing that's so funny is, is Joy, being an alpha, um, brought me along to her party and it was going to be a great party you know she knew it would be a great party it was dogs and people and you know blah 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 so we walk in and i know no one not not a soul but joy and joy goes away to go and do her thing so now i'm trapped lost her away like a butterfly but luckily you had all the dogs so well yeah but you know the dogs were outside right Mm -hmm. Ah. and um and also you don't know if you can like pet somebody's dog you know you always want to be careful like a service dog i mean they're all service dogs so, so, so my immediate thing that I do is I'm like, I got to get Joy some wine. I got to serve my alpha. I must, must get Joy some wine. <laughs> That's what she so, did. She did. She so served me. really funny. And then, she and totally then I, served me. there were some other people and I'd like found the sangria and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, can I give you sangria? And then I sought out the person that was the most on the outskirts, the like Pluto of, of this thing with Joy being the sun, of course. And so I just <laughs> he was sought out this I sought out this guy that was like Pluto and held on to the kitchen counter because I'm always a little like, oh my God, there's so much energy here and just made him talk about himself for a while. And he was spectacularly boring. But the best part is like, I kind of, Joy came back, flitted back in, brought in, you know, brought somebody that I, you know, had heard on the podcast, but hadn't met, whatever. And so slowly, slowly it all worked. And I just made sure that everybody had wine. So yeah, it was great. So we have questions for you already. Can we dive in or did you have any follow up of uh, what you wanted to add to the last episode? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, you know, and and uh, the um, the caveat being that uh, being an introvert and also a non-alpha, which we have now coined to be an omega, um, I'm not. I'm not that used to just talking off the cuff about sort of stuff. I'm much better usually on email and in my own thing. So if I say something and it sounds wrong, it may be wrong. Just remember that. <laughs> like the testosterone serotonin thing. Yeah, testosterone <laughs> versus serotonin, which I, you know, happened to mention in 101 and got backwards. You know, well, these things happen. And let's be honest, that's really the joy of having a, a more or less live podcast. We don't really edit exactly. this that yeah. much. So we say stuff like that all the we time. We say where stuff wrong all the time. We go back and it's like, well, that wasn't right. Well, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I mean, all the time. We say like the wrong names. We say, yeah, yeah. it's not a big deal. Um, yeah. But people like to point that out. They like to, they like to worry about it. They like to worry, so don't about, worry it. about it. So our first, first question comes from Leslie. She says, how can a better beta how sorry how can a beta better communicate with an alpha in other words what tips would you give scott if you were to listen to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) don't listen um i think that i think the most important thing that i usually will tell or coach people especially if i find out this they're this beta omega non-alpha whatever we're calling is um they they need to make sure that they're really taking care of themselves because their their main their main thing is is service and to serve their alpha and you know whatever so to to make them heard by an alpha they can't change 
who the alpha is. They just have to understand that um, the, the best way that, that I have helped betas, omegas, whatever we're calling them, um, to realize this is to, is to use that analogy of um, that, that alphas are, they sort of need to hear something more than once. Whereas when a, when a non-alpha says something, they really think that they've been heard. And, um, and so they have to speak up and make sure that the alpha understands that it was important to them. And I will give you an example. It's kind of a dumb example, but um, I brought some beef jerky that I had made oh, to yes. Ray Flair. This is a great and example. Joy had, uh, <laughs> I brought two things that I'd made and Joy had tried one, but she hadn't tried the beef jerky. And then she gave the beef jerky to Claire, which was totally fine, but she but didn't it was, try it. But it was all weekend too. Like all weekend you're shoving it at me. Like try some, try some. And I just like, here's my, I have like weird things of getting my hands dirty when I like, right. <laughs> when I put my hands into the bags. Yep. So it was, it like, was just never the right moment. To try it was just jerky. never the right moment. So I was like, I just, I don't feel like getting my hands dirty right now. Yep. And I totally get it. And But the thing was, is when it was going to yeah, disappear, right. I, as the, and sort of to answer this question in a roundabout way, yeah. as the Omega, I had to speak up and say, you're going to hurt my feelings yeah. if you give that to and Claire and not taste it. Yeah. Um, because I I really want, brought that for you to taste. And, yeah. and Joy took it absolutely like oh i was like crap, oh my gosh i'm so sorry took one. Oh, it's delicious gave it to claire then i was fine but otherwise you can you know an omega can get their feelers bent you yeah. know just and and they you have to speak up and so that's kind of a silly example in a way but it's almost no, the it's perfect the perfect example, example. Well, and it's yeah. so funny too because then i took it home and i gave it to brandon <laughs> And right. then Sandy texted me like a couple days later. I was like, did you like that jerky? And it's so funny because now looking back on that interaction, I brought it home and I had, I tried some and I thought it was great. And yeah. I gave it to Brandon. It's and as really soon good. as Brandon tried it, Brandon was like, oh my gosh, this is from Sandy. This is so good. You should really tell her that this is like, he like <laughs> made a big deal about how like it was so nice of you to give that to us. And it was so good. And he was so excited to take it to work. <laughs> well, now I feel even better because I was like, I didn't know that part of the story. I'm like, Brandon, well, I wouldn't have thought to baby. tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> whereas for brandon he was like oh he was like over yeah he's over he's, and above like yeah. he you know he gets that i like the thing about brandon is like he and we talked about this in the last one he's an introvert he's not he's not an alpha but he's super super self-aware yeah and yes. is very yes. aware also of what other people need and so i think that he probably recognized you know after yes. after listening to like you talk about yourself like oh sandy you know would really like to know you know without me even yes. saying like hey sandy really wants to know how you think about that jerky he probably totally right. recognized he, like, like knew i would want to know so yeah. sandy would want to know too so i'm gonna go out of my way to talk about how good it's it was so and funny. how excited i am to take it to work and how yeah. great of a snack it is <laughs> but i like and, then, how well, and, I, and that's i think that's the thing i think the thing is too is there was i posted um there was something on one of the um instagram so it was a gal who was a listener and i can't remember her name i want to say it's ashley and she was talking about, you know, that, that she kind of felt better because she's the, um, uh, she's the mule that pulls the wagon. And, yes, you know, you I can read that comment if you want me to. Yeah. And, and I, and I answered, I was like, no, you know, you and I can pull it together, sister. And then a day later, I, it really bothered me. And I came, went back to Instagram of all things. And I wrote specifically to her and I said, listen, you know what, this whole mule trudging, you know, stuff 
get stop it you know as an omega you are an amazing ox you are pulling this wagon for that have all these alphas in the wagon that yeah. are like partying and whatever yeah. but you are amazing and strong and the key to the thing is pulling the right alphas because those alphas will then get you sweet hay and massage you and take care of you and whatever and put you to bed but you're not a mule trudging you know through life pulling the, the right you're not the a cart. slave yeah yeah you're not and that's but but the thing is is that it's the typical thing where you know you can only have so many chiefs you you need a bunch of indians and um that is what the omegas are but the omegas have to follow the right chief and that sort of goes into the gee i i got a divorce and how do i not make a the same mistake again you know uh, a lot of times um you find people who are in a relationship because they want to save somebody or they they marry somebody who's a lot more you know maybe a big alpha party or whatever they want to be more like that and be around that but that's not who they are and and i think that's part of it is you really have to own the fact that um kind of like what that book quiet said is that is it introverts and non-alphas really run the world and in my book fempowerment i have a whole chapter on how to be supportive without being submissive. I mean, I, how to be supportive without being a doormat. And I think that's super important because in all honesty, the people that are the most important in a company, in you know anything, are the people who are the support system of it. Yeah. So then as an alpha, what are some, what are the things that you can do to support if you have a partner who's not an alpha? And we established that, you know, just because you're married and you're an alpha doesn't mean that your partner is it That's also right. an alpha or just because you're a beta doesn't mean your partner isn't also a beta. But if That's you're right. an alpha and your partner is a beta, what are some of the ways that you can support your beta? Well, one of the biggest, obviously, is the 10-minute thing if the beta happens to be a man. Which, you know I mean? let me stop you right there. So many people have commented about the 10-minute rule. Yeah. It's a thing. It's totally a thing. Joy and I have been texting about it. Like everyone's yeah. And also, we have been texting about the, like, being conscious of the little requests thing. oh yeah yeah i'll be like i'll like text her i'm like guess what i did i went to the post office today or like guess what i did i listened to brandon for 10 minutes and he got home and i didn't yeah. even roll my eyes yeah yep yeah because the thing is is that it's it is it is not science but um it's it's unbelievable i mean that 10 minute thing is it absolutely works and you will make you will make him or her presumably you know if it's the opposite so happy because they, they really need you to do that because they're there to support you. I mean, it's like Joy and I were teasing that, that Scott came in and was like, <laughs> had a list of things that he sort of wanted to do for Joy. And I said, no, 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 Joy, he wants to do all those things for you for his birthday, but it's because he wants to do things for you because that makes him feel good. Yeah, like <laughs> it's insane. It was That was just the one 10 minutes ago, right? When he walked in. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, did you cut the tree down? <laughs> He's yep. like, yes. And now I'm cleaning the bathrooms. I'm like, good. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're done. But that's, well done. That's part of it, I think. And, and to answer your question a little bit, Clara, is, is those affirmations. I mean, um, knowing that I, the beef jerky example is just such a funny thing because... It really is so funny because you came up to me, you handed me the bag, you go, no, you will hurt my feelings if you don't taste yep. this right now. And I was like, yep. okay. But and it didn't hurt your feelings no. that I told you that. Oh, gosh, no, no. That's the most important part is that is that the, the non-alpha... If the, it is an alpha and a non-alpha in a relationship, has to, the non-alpha has got to like gird their loins, as the old phrase goes, and speak up yeah. and say that thing because it will not hurt the alpha's feelings. Yeah, I mean the, the alpha is just like, oh crap, I didn't know that, and then they'll taste the beef jerky or yeah. do whatever it is that you're you've been obsessing about. Otherwise, you wind up getting passive aggressive, and that's terrible. Ugh, I mean, no that one is, likes that is a passive aggressive. 
Why do people, people get passive aggressive because they don't really want to say what's on their mind? It's because they, they think it won't be, it won't be received the way correctly, or they feel in the social situation that they're not allowed to say that. So they try to get you to do something by a passive aggressive type way. Um, and it's less likely to be an alpha because an alpha will just tell you to do something again and again and again. Yeah. <laughs> the really? non-alpha will, if they don't get their needs met, they will wind up becoming passive aggressive and the next step is bitter. <laughs> right. Yeah. I could go off in hours about passive aggressive, but okay. So as far as, um, Leslie's question, how a beta slash omega slash whatever be, uh, better communicate with an alpha, anything else, any other quick tips? I, I think that's the main thing okay. is, is know, know that you need to say what you mean and you, you know need to say, say yeah. what you mean. Okay. Literally that, like that nugget right there. It was like the first two, like we talked about this a little bit last time, like the first like two and a half years of me and Brandon's relationship was us basically trying to figure out how to communicate. Mm-hmm. And basically what it came down to was me telling him if you know, like, I'm going to take what you tell me at face value. Right. And if you tell me something, I'm going to go off of that information and I'm going to not assume that anything else is going on. Yep. And then on the other hand, him thinking, you are not telling me everything. This can't possibly be all the information that you have. <laughs> right. That's right. I mean, that's exactly right. And that is, that is the, that is right there. The crux of the issue is the Omega always thinks the pool is 10 times deeper and the alpha always thinks that they can walk on the water. <laughs> but we can well you um, can that's right so but, um, okay I, you made me think of something else when you yeah. said Brandon and I just can't think of I'll try I'll try to remember I, I just don't remember sorry about that but it was something when you said that Claire about um oh I know what it was um one of the best tips that I can offer to um the non-alpha is if you if you say something you need to be really careful about couching it in your own reality let me give you an example um Let's say that I had said to Joy instead, you don't like my beef jerky. Then her answer as an alpha is going to be like, what are you talking about? I mean, I love your beef jerky. And suddenly we're in argument. Exactly. Yeah. Instead, an Omega needs to say, when you do X, I feel Y. Yeah. That phrase right there is absolutely the crux of the situation. Because if I say, when you don't make the bed, I feel like you don't care about me. I mean, it could be something just as just stupid, but my uh, alpha can't come back and say, no, you don't, because I've couched, couched it in, when you do X, I feel Y. Right. And that's a Not, very, that's a very, uh, although I have been known to come back and say, that doesn't make any sense. Why would that make you feel that way? Well, that's a very therapisty move too. But, and but you can't it's, ever argue someone's feelings. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one of the things that if somebody's trying to passive aggressively make an Omega do something, which I see all the time. Oh, yeah. They, mm-hmm. they, they, just, they just have to knock that crap out. Oh, yeah. And go for the jugular or at least step back and say, when you do X, I feel Y. And a lot of times, I think with couples, you assume the other person should know why you're mad. Exactly. That's exactly And that's right. why passive aggressive comes up too. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's frustrating. Passive aggressive is... It just is, doesn't do anything. <laughs> It well, it's nothing. also one of my, it's one of my hot buttons, like the whole victim loop thing. Oh, Th- yeah. Those are two of my hot buttons because yeah. you don't need to play those games. It's very childish. So, yeah. okay. Stephanie asks, mom, Sandy, what are your best marriage hacks? <laughs> Which, <laughs> oh my gosh, you have so many. You have so many. Which we I, 
I think that I think and this is just sounds like I'm a cheesy self promoter, but um, the my book, which is called Fempowerment, A Guide to Unleashing Your Inner Bond Girl, and then there's a workbook, which yes. is called the Fempowerment Playbook. There are <laughs> certainly tens, if not hundreds, of marriage hacks in there. Yeah. And so I wouldn't want to name one because I don't know you well enough, Stephanie, and that you know something that I might leave out would literally be the one for you. And I'm not saying go buy my book because that sounds totally cheesy, but really... Um, it took me years to write the first book and then the playbook is a workbook that really goes with that book. And it's not that expensive. I would say if, if you read it or Claire reads it or Joy reads it, each one's going to get a different hack out of it. I mean, there's an entire chapter on hacking sex, basically. There's a whole chapter on hacking two people living in the same household. Um, you know, there's a whole chapter on hacking finances. So what's an example of like a hack that you've used today that I did today? Yeah. Just so that we can get like, (laughs) you know, one example. I am a dog person. I've never not had a dog since I was 19 years old. My husband and I got married pretty close to 20 years ago. I had a dog and a number of cats. The dog passed away four or five years ago. I am now bringing another dog into the household because I won't go into the long story, but he's a great dog. And um, we're taking him on trial for a week and blah, blah, blah. But my husband absolutely said, no, absolutely not. And so one of the things I had done was I took a video of the dog um, because I knew he wouldn't look at pictures. In fact, he, all, he wouldn't look at the video. I mean, he wasn't going to look at it. And I just put it on my phone and I said, just, just take a look. And the second he saw that dog and looked at the video and stuff like that, he was like, okay, maybe for a week trial. But that was yesterday. So this morning... <laughs> I made sure that I got up early and I brought him coffee in bed. And, you know, it sounds stupid, but I know that these are the little things. It's not a bouquet of roses. It's a cup of coffee in bed that are going to smooth things over. And it's those little things basically saying, I am of service to you. You are super important to me. I'm not trying to replace you with a dog. I am adding another value to this household. So those are a couple of hacks that I just did within the last 24 hours. One was taking that video because I knew that I would have to, I would not get the dog if I didn't let him make the decision. And then I also did, did the coffee thing, did a couple of other things that were very much taking care of him and making sure that he knew that he was still that alpha. That's not, I can totally just like, I have this wonderful image in my head of you going up to him and be like, can we keep it please? Can yep. we keep it? Yep. <laughs> That's exactly, oh my God, it was bad. It was really, really bad. This is a very, if you go to my Facebook page, you'll see some pictures of him. Um, and, and I fell in love with him. I went for two days just trying to like not be in love with this dog. And, he's so and cute. He's so cute. And um, I was, Claire, I was, I was like, and that's what Herbert said too. He's like, you cannot have a dog if you're going to act like a four-year-old. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, don't, just, he's an alpha, just be careful here. Doesn't really mean that, <laughs> but oh yeah, it was it was terrible. It was you know me and me whining like a little four year old. It was just fabulous, but that's amazing. Seems to have worked. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite is hiding in the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> your favorite marriage hack. Yeah, yeah. What else do we have? Target runs. We talked last week about how we'll go to Target when we're in a fight. Yep, and like just wander around Target like alone, yep. not yep. with our partner. <laughs> Well, I think that th- I think the thing is too is it depends on how big your house is. I mean, sometimes it's harder if you have. Um, little space. Uh, and so, 
if you're just in a little apartment, it's different than if you have, yeah, say, you can't, floors like, yeah. or, you know, whatever, where you can just, it, just add a little space to your relationship. Because I think often that's part of the problem is that um, uh, alphas really need time alone. They need to decompress. But they also, at the same time, men need to have their 10 minutes where they know that their woman is supportive of them. So you wind up with kind of a... a um, three-dimensional chess version of like, no, I'm, I am supposed to listen, but I need to go to the bathroom and <laughs> lie on the linoleum for a while before I can listen. <laughs> but I think the thing with marriage hacks that we talked about, and there's, we could probably come up with a million of them, but they're so individualized for each couple, is that I think from us talking about this with you in the last episode, Sandy, was that a lot of people wrote to us reaching out saying, thank you, I feel like I'm trying to understand my relationship more. And I feel like that was a really cool thing to hear. Um, I think that's I think that's important. I mean, a relationship is a thing. It's not just you and your partner. It's like you and your partner in this thing. And mm -hmm. and it, it, it has its own care and feeding, you know, etc. And I think that that's super important is that people if people are paying attention to their relationship then they're much less likely to watch it vector off to the point where they can't retrieve it yeah it's cool so um i'm glad we're talking about this and okay can we venture off into a quick tangent and someone asked when we're going to plan the girls gone wad retreat <laughs> well like i said you know i have this I have a condo in Sedona. I have... I think we two. need to do it in Sedona because I love Sedona. And oh, I just... I, I always get bored in Sedona if I just go with like family members. But if I was with a big group of girls, Sedona would be so much fun. That actually would be pretty fun. I've I've got... I think I have 60 days to use the, um, to use the apartment or I lose it. So um, I don't know. Maybe, you know, <laughs> 60 days. That would be today. so much. So yeah, we need to get on that. A Girls Gone Wild Retreat in Sedona. Everybody okay. start planning now. Um, but can we wait until after I can drink wine again? That would yeah. be like the yeah, saddest retreat ever. That's true. That's okay, fair. so I'll, 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 go on to the, I'll go on to the website and figure out how I can like Extend stash it. my points or whatever it is I have to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then I want you to talk a little bit about making lists because I was texting you today. And why oh, I need to make funny. lists. And this is more of like an alpha. This is an alpha characteristic. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So and, well, it's also a Virgo characteristic. I mean, don't forget. Okay. So the, the ba so main many factors. Uh, well, this is what I was saying, Claire. I mean, it's like three dimensional chess or I don't know how you can. Th it's like there's man and woman. There's alpha and non-alpha. There's introvert and expert. And, and you're not always on the same side. It's not just one of those things where you can draw like two lines and you wind up in one of the four boxes. It's like it's a cube instead of a right. flat sheet of paper. So, well, and like, within all of those, there are so many. There's like this whole spectrum of introvert to extrovert. There's like Absolutely. Kind of a, a little bit of a spectrum between alpha and non-alpha. There's yeah. there's even a spectrum between masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. what happens what happens when Mer Mercury is in retrograde? And you, Mercury. <laughs> Get your shit oh, together. Damn it. Uh, one thing I'll say before yeah. lists, which just, uh, just rem I just reminded, I uh, was reminded of it, is um, on my website, which is beabondgirl.com, if you Google, or Google, if you use the search box and you put in Allison Armstrong, oh, I yeah. think she, she is one of the greatest um, women writing about relationships of all time. And um, I actually did a podcast with her, and all my podcasts are old, but um, I was the first person to ever interview her on a podcast. She'd never done one. So there is a podcast on her, but also, if you put in Alison Armstrong, um, a couple years ago, I had actually put uh, hot links to all the YouTubes 
that she puts out from her Queen's Course and King's Course and stuff like that. And so I, I think that she is just unbelievable. And just watching some of those YouTubes or listening to that podcast, if people want relationship information and men, women information, she's, she's the diva in this. So yeah. I just wanted to mention that. And, and it's just spelled like you can imagine Alison Armstrong. And if you go to if you go to beabongirl.com, you can at least find those links. I'm not saying like, oh, go to my website, but more that all of her YouTube links at one point I went and put on a blog page because I thought, man, these are hard to find. I want to be able to find them so when I need them, and so I'm going to put them on this. So I would definitely recommend that for people that are looking for relationship issues. Like, gee, how come I always pick you know the bad guy, or how come I you know whatever? Because she has a she has a phrase which is actually really funny where she said that she had a client where um, they, she's, the, the client was saying that they, she always picked princes and they all wound up being frogs. And she said to her client that, um, well, maybe she was a frog farmer. She was turning all these princes into frogs was the way that she was <laughs> relating to the men. And her client was very upset with her until she came back and realized, oh my God, that's exactly what this is. I'm turning these great guys into, into you know, Guys that hate men because I'm not doing a few simple yeah, things. Yeah, at some point you have to look at the common denominator and some of that stuff. And, and often it's you. you know, but anyways, like, like, like the comment that says, maybe Taylor Swift should write a song called Maybe I'm the Problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That She she has to. That's the best. Nothing is wrong with Taylor Swift. I'm just going to say <laughs> well, that. that's Yeah, but she just writes it because we're listening to it and it's all I don't know about, about you, but I'm feeling 22. <laughs> oh my gosh. You it's guys. not a podcast unless Joy is sung on it. But anyway, so back to Liz. Yeah. So Joy um, texted me today and she was like, I'm feeling really anxious because um, my to-do list isn't very full. And um, whenever I'm in the situation where I don't have enough stuff on my to-do list, I freak out. And she said to me, um, are you the same way? And I said, no. <laughs> and then she like, <laughs> sends all text. She's like, what are you talking about? You don't do to-do It drives me crazy. I like well, need things to focus on. But the thing is, too, is Joy and I are both Virgos. And, you know, if you want to add that to our 3D chess, you know, we do, I do make to-do lists. But the thing is, is as the, as the non-alpha, I have to leave a lot of room in my to-do list for, for what might happen to the alphas in my life that day. And so the fact that I don't have a very long to-do list just makes me realize, well, this is probably going to get filled up by somebody else. Whereas an alpha, if they have a short to-do list, they they feel panicky because they think, oh, I don't have enough to do um, because it never occurs to them that the things that are on their to-do list, that, that there's somebody else can affect that to-do list. And so I think that was the big difference was that was the sort of thought of, of somebody who's, can also, all, who's an alpha can often get a little panicked. Like, wait a sec, I, I'm not moving my life forward. I, I don't have enough stuff that I have on my list. Um, and there's two ways to deal with that. One is to ask your partner, what should I put on my list? Because they often will have many things versus the Omega who has left room on their list because they know the alpha will tell them things to oh, put yeah, on their list. Oh yeah, that's why Scott always asks me every day, what can I do for you? Yep. What do you and need me whole- to do today? And I never ask him that question. Well, that's why. And that's the thing is, is that's the perfect way to fill your list. Is Actually, if- I do ask him, but I ask him because he asked me. Yeah, I'd be like, right. oh, what are you? I always, I always only, I always, it only occurs to me to ask Brandon if he needs help, if he's in the middle of doing something. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this looks like something that 
hey, do you need any help? <laughs> and he's like 80% of the way done. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Not now. But hey, do you need help with that? But that's, but there's a hack right there. So, so when Joy feels a little anxious because it's like, I only have what, like four things on my to-do list. The immediate answer is, okay, when my to-do list gets to have fewer than 10 things on it, that is a key for me to proactively ask Scott what he might like me to put on my to-do list. And I, I got to tell you something, that would be like taking your Omega and just, you know, making them a bubble bath and, and giving them a massage or because asking Omega out of the blue, like, is there some things I can put on my list for you? We flip out. He's yeah. not going to understand who I am. He's going to yeah. be like, who? But, but that's the thing. He's like, what did you do? Where's yeah. Joy? <laughs> <laughs> but but that's, the, that's the key is yeah. as, as the alpha is to have some trigger. That, so, so the trigger might be, and let's say in Claire's case with Brandon, let's say he's actually working on the house like it's actually construction type stuff or whatever. The key will be, if I see a hammer, I will ask. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, and so Joy's might be, if my to-do list drops to fewer than 10 things, I will ask. And the beauty of it is you have a trigger. And if you proactively ask, it will go over way bigger than you imagine. Even if they say no, they will remember that for like weeks. Hmm, that's good to know. Yeah, because again, it's that one sort of one to 10 feeling thing, you know, that, that it's like, oh my God, they really love me. They're asking me, they want to make room for me in, in their list. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, that's how we think. <laughs> Okay, our next question comes from a listener who's going through a divorce. And she said she just wants to know um, just kind of how to move through that. And it sounds like you wrote the book for that reason. Yeah, basically, my what happened was I had been in an eight-year relationship, not married, but in an eight-year relationship. We were living together. And um, I found out that the guy had been having an affair for three years. And um, he had also... Um, run up a couple of my credit cards that I didn't think had anything on them. And so what? he put $60,000 worth of debt on how my much? credit cards. But he... Um, Wait, he how much? 60000 Oh my God. And he put... Um, he came home first, so he was paying the minimum on these on these cards, right? And anyway, I wound up, I wound up finding out about both things. And I was just... I couldn't believe it because he didn't he didn't really work he worked for his dad and his dad always kept the money and you know blah 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 and he was gorgeous i mean really beautiful sweet guy everybody loved him but he never got things really done on time and you know this sort of thing there was never any money i was the big money i was having to work like crazy because i was working in a law firm you know late late hours blah 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 and then i find out you know not only is he having an affair but he's like run up all these bills and you know blah 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 and um so i started my blog back in you know we figured this out last time right Claire, like 1996 it's like not when i said it was like 94 95 um because i just couldn't believe it i mean how could this happen to me yeah and um basically what what that became all those blogs i was i was then looking around and i was looking at people like me where it was like what the heck i mean i am providing the most beautiful house for this person and you know, he could do basically whatever he wants and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he's having an affair and he's having this and he's doing this. Well, the problem was, was that it was that male-female thing where I had just gotten tired of 
hearing his story. And so he needed somebody who would be giving him that 10 minutes, which turned out to be turned into an affair. That this woman was like, oh my God, this gorgeous guy, and he just wants me to listen to him and hear about his family and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And so um, that's, that's when I, I realized there were so many women that were what we call C-level women. You know, I was general counsel, but it was CEO, CFO, whatever, that you know, they're, they're kick-ass amazing women and whatever, and their husbands are cheating on them or they can't get a date on Friday night. And what is the problem? And so that is what started my book. Um, and it was really realizing what men are looking for and asking what men are looking for. And I, <laughs> I went to a brothel in Las Vegas, the number one brothel in Las Vegas, I think I've Which heard is, about this brothel. Brothel. Yeah, it's not the it's not the Chicken Ranch because that's a sad sack place. That's where I went originally. It's it's um, called Cherry's Ranch. It's sponsored by freaking Anheuser Busch. The women come from all over. They have four hundred one ks and health and. Blah, oh, the wrong blah. business. It's. Uh, let me tell you something. It was the most amazing. It's the very last story in my book, and it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life because I went there to find out what men really want. Yeah. And you know, basically what the woman said was like, they want me to tell them that they're awesome. They want me to, to listen to their stories. You know, sometimes we don't even have sex. They just want me to cuddle them and tell them that they look good. And it was, it was really sort of amazing. So when somebody's getting a divorce, you know, maybe they were a bad picker or maybe, um, things really did change. But often if there's, um, if there's been infidelity or if there's been issues, you have to look at what happened. And for me, I lost respect with my partner because I was like, you know what? You're just not bringing anything home, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he needed to go and find somebody who would, quote unquote, give him those 10 minutes, you know, tell him he was a great guy, tell him, you know, whatever. And um, so that's, that's how that started, was really me being in a similar sort of situation with, you know, money. I had to move back in with my parents. I mean, I was, I was, 30, I want to say. And I mean, $60,000 in debt and he'd, you know, run up. We had a, we had a house we were renting and he'd done all sorts of stuff, not been paying the rent. I mean, stuff I just didn't know. And so I actually had to put everything into a storage unit and move back in with my folks. And, and that was, that was quite the experience. And that's, that's where my book came from. And I needed to find uh, a female protagonist that would be what I was looking for, which was, you know, everybody says, oh, Wonder Woman. Oh, you know, a superhero, they kick ass and they take names, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, no, no. I actually wanted somebody who was a real woman, a, an ordinary woman caught in extraordinary circumstances who wants to, to be appreciated and to be supportive and to be supportive in their on their feminine side, to be the feminine side of a relationship. And there was nobody writing anything about that. Everybody was like, you got to kick down doors and take names and be alpha and be this. And everybody would say, well, if I'm feminine, he's going to treat me like a doormat and you know, blah, blah, blah. And I just kept talking to so many people about this. And that's, that's where it came from. What do you think too about when people say, you know, the, when you get married after a divorce, it's like the rates go up higher to get a divorce again. Well, I'm the fourth wife of my husband, so yeah. obviously he didn't think that way. Um, <laughs> you hear so much of that. And I, I mean, it's just so, there's so much crap and conflict, conflicting information and like pop psychology crap. But yeah, the divorce rate is 50-50 or what have you. And then they're like, oh, but then the divorce, the possibility of divorce doubles if you get remarried. Yeah. But a lot of times um, it's the it's the typical thing. And again, it's pop psychology. You know, everybody's 
read all the stuff that usually right. first divorce people work harder maybe too too hard until you know the relationship has gone to dust but they're they're trying to keep it together because they don't want to get a divorce but then once somebody's had one divorce it's like ah oh, well elizabeth taylor you know i mean just let's just let's just get a do-over right, and often right. because they haven't worked on themselves right uh, or they haven't really had a break and um and so they'll fall into another relationship and because they've had one divorce, they they find it easier to get another one because often you aren't you also aren't all in. Um, you know, you've you've gotten your divorce settlement, you've gotten whatever, and then you, you suddenly are getting in a relationship with another partner, and you're thinking, oh, but I'm going to keep all my stuff separate, and I'm going to do this and I'll do that because what if? Because you've had it happen before, right? So you're kind of like gun shy. So, so you're hedging your bets. Yeah. And and that's that's part of the deal is is you kind of have to go into it with beginner mind in that you you need to you need to believe that it's it's for good but you also need to have taken time to work on yourself and to realize you know what what went wrong in that in that divorce where did things go what how could it how could the vector have been brought back to the line yeah. sooner or did yeah. were you just a bad picker. Right. If you're a bad picker, then you're not going to be any better picker now without therapy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They, therapy is a good thing. Yes. Okay. So we have to keep moving because we're almost out of time. But right. I want to, last but not least, talk about giving, not giving up a sport, but like, especially as we, I don't know, phases of life change and yeah. interest change of giving up, um, like you gave up triathlons or did you yep. give up triathlons? Yeah, I mean, you did one, but I don't know if you necessarily like like that means you gave it up. I I think the thing is is that the the most important thing, and and maybe you know I I think I'm a lot older than a number of the listeners, and I was just talking to somebody the other day where I was saying, man, you know, the president is the same age as me. That is so weird, and like all the sports figures are way younger than I am, and as you get older, you do realize that that. If you're doing sports, um, if you do want to be competitive about it, and this is what the the writer was talking about, was that she was really trying to work on being competitive in a certain thing and just sort of wasn't making it, and yeah. it was taking too much time. You you have to you have to remember that you know your life is made up of nine different quadrants. One of which is that you know that sport. Another is your your work and your career and your reputation, your relationships or whatever. And if you are going to, in all honesty, decide you're going to be number one in your age group in Ironman or whatever it is, you are going to have to steal that time from other things in some of the other quadrants. When you're younger, it's easier because you you haven't gathered quite as many friends and, you know, dust on the wheel, as it were. And so giving up a sport there's a little drama, you know, I mean, there's a little, it's like, it's like my mom just turned 80 and she wanted to go skydiving. And I said, absolutely, you should do that. And my dad said, absolutely, you cannot do that. I just can't have you do that. And I took my mom aside and I said, look, I don't need to be like, whatever, but if this is something you want to do in this life, just, you got to do this. Like, don't, you're not getting any younger. And she decided instead to go glider flying. But that's part of the thing too, is that as you get a little bit older, um, you have to realize there's certain things that you're not going to do. And it is kind of sad, but you've got a lot of amazing things that you have done. And perhaps it's, it's time to, you know, shift the energy over there and not really lament or mourn the fact that you're not going to be that, you know, number one in your age group because you have an amazing daughter or something. I mean, you only get 
X amount of time. So just reprioritizing, basically. Yeah, and and people are always saying, oh, well, I'm trying to have a balanced life. You will never have a balanced life. Your life will never, ever balance. That is such the wrong word to use. It's just that you're going to have different priorities. It's it's yin and yang. You know, some some things move around. You, you're never going to be able to put you know, X amount of stuff on one side of the scale and Y on the other side of the scale and it's going to balance. Your life will never balance. But that's not what you're aiming for anyway. Constantly struggling it out. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and constantly reprioritizing and really totally. looking at whether what you said you wanted to do when you were in your 20s, you really want to do. Because if you had a dream of being a, you know, guitarist in a band and now you're 50 years old, and you really want to play the guitar or do you want to be like, you know, have rock star groupies or, you know, what, what's, what's your reasoning? I mean, you have to look at some of the reasons behind some of these goals. And um, a lot of times when you find out what your real why is, then you'll find right, out you, you don't need to. you can maybe find a different, different thing to accomplish yep, that same. Yeah, because yep. people don't dig down to what the real, real why is about, you know, why they want to be a concert pianist or whatever. And, and it's it's often not what you think. You have to keep saying, well, why that, why that, why that, until you get to the final one. And then you may be able to get that why through something completely different in your life. And you'll be able to let go of whatever that thing is that you will probably never come back to. Lovely. I think we're <laughs> almost out of time. Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> that was really fun, Cindy. I'm glad you came back with us. Oh, I love it. And also it's it's like the perfect lazy girl's way to do podcasting <laughs> because I keep saying... I wanna, I wanna get my podcast back up and going. And then the guy who runs Being James Bond was like, "Hey, let's do, let's do a podcast together." And I'm like, "You're gonna do all the like audacity stuff, and I just have to talk." Oh, what a bummer that deal. would be! Oh, deal. Yeah, that's so- that's how I feel. Joy does all the audacity stuff, Ugh. and I just talk. You just talk. You know, it's like you talk and you bring cupcakes. It's yes, yeah. it's good. <laughs> yeah, I write the blog posts, which we haven't bothered to blog post in like two years. Yeah. So. <laughs> But Claire just did all of our eating or whatever wonderful, was, fabulous the challenge crap. challenge group, huge. and that was good. Anyway, which speaking of which, yeah, we are loving the second challenge, yes. or the whatever this this new better you challenge so far, and people are yeah. killing it. And we had so many like even just before the challenge started, we were we had people offering to like you know if someone can't pay, let me know, I can pay yeah. for them, and it was super amazing. nice. And Everyone's it's just so stepping so up; far. it's so great. So I love that. We right. are on Periscope now. If you guys are which on still Periscope, out, I've been doing some wads on Periscope, which is cool. It's fun to see people interact. And then there's always like the random CrossFit hater that comes on and then you can actually <laughs> block them. But someone was like, CrossFit's so stupid. And I'm like, then why are you yeah, watching like, go this? Away. I can't download Periscope yet because yeah. my phone is doesn't Bolt. have any memory. Yeah. <laughs> <Bolt>. <laughs> but I'm I aspire to download it before we go to the CrossFit games. Yes. Yeah, it's oh, fun. God, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And then, um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and all social media. Tell all your friends. Leave us reviews, But please. not Snapchat. We don't have Snapchat. We found out no, today. No, not on well, Snapchat. Well, we didn't find out today we don't have Snapchat. But <laughs> what? Was- We're not on Snapchat. Who made that what? rule? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm totally surprised. More or less, it was just brought to our attention that Snapchat is a thing. <laughs> I just thought Snapchat was for teenagers that, like, sexually, sexually asked to band geeks. <laughs> That means, you're, that means you're getting old, Claire. Once once you don't know something in social media, it's the beginning of the end. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's totally true. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, have a good week. Remember to support the sponsors, support the podcast by supporting the sponsors at Kalo, Q-A-L-O.com. Thank you Yay. again, Sandy. Yay. We'll talk to you guys. Thank you, guys. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.